I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been reading all the work. And I've been shutting down the stars. Hey, and welcome to Put this put That Coffee Down this week here on FreightWaves TV. It is 12 p.m. Eastern Time Sharp, and we are going to talk about sales because this is the Freight Sales Show for Closers, and I'm Kevin Hill, your host as always for three years now. And it's a special episode. It is the three-year anniversary of Put That Coffee Down, and as a special treat and guest, we have the other OG who started the show with me, the other original co-host to put that coffee down, and the current host of What the Truck here on FreightWaves TV, none other than Dooner. And you can see us starting out in the podcast booth on floor one of FreightWaves HQ back right before the pandemic. Uh, there we are on our first episode wearing our vests uh, to, to show solidarity with the, the freight sales pros all across the land. Dooner, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Kevin, what's the matter? You couldn't read the cue cards with the Edna glasses on three years into it and you got the name of the show wrong. Uh, no, I, because everyone else does too. Everyone I know. always comes up to me and you're talking to me uh, last week about it. Put this coffee down. And I, I confuse that and this. I, here's the thing. It's, it, it's a litmus test. If you haven't seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, like before you listen to any of these other podcasts and you're in sales, go rent the damn movie. I think it's on Hulu, right? Just just get the movie. Watch it. You know, the and Kevin, know what's crazy? Like when we started this thing, you mentioned it, you showed thing right before the pandemic in February 2020. And at the time, the landscape of like, LinkedIn influencers and, and like sales shows, they didn't exist yet, right? And now there's like a dozen shows in freight sales alone that have coffee in the title. But we were first. There are. It's a very popular word. Everyone wants to have coffee in the morning. And our <laughs> show has nothing to do with coffee whatsoever. It has nothing no. to do with coffee. And you don't even have to rent the movie. Go watch the 12-minute scene with Alec Baldwin from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. You can YouTube it. You can watch it for free. And if you watch that scene and don't go rent the movie, or go find it on Prime or whatever. I don't know if you're a true salesperson because that <laughs> that scene is the ultimate of everything. And everyone knows that that second part to that line, you know, coffee is for closers only. Well, it starts out with put that coffee down. The great Jack Lemon trying to get coffee in the movie. Yeah, I don't even have coffee. I got a little diet A and W zero sugar root beer here. Take a sip of that for the working salesman. I do have a coffee here, right here. I got a coffee. And so, yeah, three years ago, February 5th, three years ago, we came out with this show. And I think the origin of that show, I, I always love that story because it is all about execution. It is all about just doing it. You know, we, we, we came up with the concept, had everything ready to go, it had this logo by five o'clock. Like yeah, I, I got to work in in Canva <laughs> really, really quickly. But it seemed like <laughs> such it, it seemed like such a great opportunity because I mean, I don't know about you. When I produce things, their social media plays a huge role in it. Like we talk so much about community, but I really try to integrate community by being a part and listening to what the community is saying. Right? So many of my guests, so many of the contests behind shows, so many of the shows that we have started have come 
from a conversation or someone wrote something or it's like, has this fit the market right here? And I attribute like that mentality to what I learned in freight sales. And I'm, I'm sure you do too, because building a, building a listener group, right? Building a following, it shares a lot of commonalities with sales in terms of you have to be on a lot, right? You have to be nice to people. You have to, you have to build these relationships and they take time, right? And a lot of times, just like trying to close in sales, trying to close the listener, it starts with clips. It starts with awareness and it starts with being in their own comments. It does. It's building that community and the community. I, I think we had a really good timing. We got luck. I won't say we got lucky with the timing because it was a pandemic. Uh, nothing like this uh, was was going on, and all of a sudden we, we showed the picture of the podcast booth where there was just two of us in there. But oftentimes we had three. Do we ever get four people in that that podcast booth? At once, I think we did. <laughs> the second like the co like it started like COVID started getting a little bit scarier. It was like, can we uh, can we tear down these booth walls? The the thing that you don't understand about that room if you've never been in it is a there's no circulation, so it's really hot. But b from like a sound perspective, it's good that it's soundless, but it's also like incredibly dead. The, like the, 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 the vocals mm -hmm. in that booth. And it is a very tight space. I mean, it, it looks like 10 times bigger than it actually is once you get in there. It, it looks like you have space to actually move, which you really don't. Now we just locked Fraser in there. I know. I know. Do you ever miss podcast booth? Do you, have, do you ever miss recording in there and, and, and having a show? Zero, not, zero percent not, missing. Zero. I, I like zero. that set better. I like recording at home. It was tougher when I had the apartment, you know, during the pandemic for like mm -hmm. the first year of it. We didn't have a, a house yet. I didn't get a house till March, March 2021. So I had like a full year of being stuck. And that was driving me insane. But that was just because like I had a thousand square feet with my wife, dog, cat, couple, you know, young kids. So that that was troublesome. But no, I didn't really like the booth. I like to be I like to have some space to move around. I kind of gesticulate a lot. So if you, you, know, you put me in the booth, I might hit somebody. That, that is very true. That they did move us out of the booth right, right when the pandemic started and moved us up into the old office. I, I don't know if you'd call it a studio yet. When we first got up there, and I, I think I have an image, a, a screenshot that maybe they can throw up. Uh, about that before we even had the desk. We just had uh, the, the, the normal workday desks in there with the, the, the big wall behind us. That was great. You know, that was back in the day um, Emily was there. And like, if we, we would just, we could stand things up all the time because she would like meet with us all the time and empower us to get things off the ground like that. And um, that is how it like something like put that coffee down could come together so easily in an afternoon. It was, it's the great thing about startups. There's not someone constantly standing in your way. And in fact, we had a, uh, a great champion and a great supporter in, um, in Emily at the time who was like, yeah, you guys have a vision. J just go run with it. We'll see if it works. And that has been the mentality of a lot of shows. I mean, I've canceled more shows that I've been on at Freight Waves than um, are still active, you know. Uh, but that's the great thing about podcasting. There's, there's very little barrier to entry. You can stand something up. And, you know, after X amount of episodes, if it doesn't work, you can go on to something else or, or go in the direction that is working. Yeah, and uh, there's, it's very low cost to get into podcasting, and you don't really have to worry about being perfect from the start. And I think that that goes back to the, the concept of put that coffee down and getting it off the ground. You know, you canceled, I think, Port Report. I, I think that was the, the, sure. the, the podcast, the short-lived podcast. Trade Port All Report. Kinds, uh, Port Report. Um, mm -hmm. there's, been a, there's been a number. 
and, and the port report was kind of right before its time, right? If it'd been a, a year later, I think there'd been, it was a very exciting market in, in ocean, but it was, it was a little bit dead in 2019, but you canceled that you came over. We're talking about doing a show for three PLs. We decided on sales because no one had a sales show and I, we thought it'd be cool. And we came up with the, 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 the name, the, the artwork behind me, the theme song, which I still get compliments uh, about the theme song all the time. And I say, you can't credit me with it. It's all Dooner. He picked it out. And we had it on social media uh, for that next week going live. We experimented quite a bit, you know, not even with the, the, the podcast booth because that's where we recorded at the time. But we tried to do a, a call-in show uh, in the early days. And that was that was an adventure as well. <laughs> yeah, call-ins are always <laughs> tough on, like, in internet show. It's not the same as, right? Because at the same time, I was doing the Sirius XM show. So I was very used to, on the weekend, mm -hmm. you're getting a ton of calls. But the medium is so different. Like, Sirius XM, the yeah. only people who are listening to that are people that are trapped inside a vehicle calling in. So we had, we had that's one of the things we had to get creative with early on. And that was, like, pre-modeling questions and, and putting things out to the community in advance of the show. But it was good because it allowed it. It allowed us to sort of uh, not only promote the show but seed the show and bring in the community voice to the show. We used to bring in so many comments from what people had to mm -hmm. say. There was so much interaction, especially at the beginning when everyone was cooped up and everyone had their opinions, and there was so much insight that we could take from that. Because these are people who are like actively working too. Now you know we're selling shows, we're selling podcasts, we're selling freightway stuff. You've got carrier lists, but like. The actual community is the one that is showing up every day selling freight. And I think the biggest mistake any host can make, especially if they're not being active, is thinking they know more than the people in the trenches. And even if we were in the trenches, we don't. We're just here to facilitate conversation and bring that community together on whatever format it may be. And I think that's uh, a unique position of the show and, and something that, that we crafted out from the very beginning. We're not expert salespeople. We're, not, we're certainly not expert at selling uh you know, transportation services to just shippers. We've both done it in the past. And maybe because we weren't as successful as we'd like to be, we're in media. Uh, maybe not, you know, if we're, you know, superstar rainmakers that had a system in place. But yeah, we we're facilitators of conversation. The, the, the call-in was an adventure because of fact of getting call-ins, but the fact of uh, the technology uh, it sounds really simple to do, but it turned out to be a, a little bit complex, especially online. But it was a nice pivot to comment driven from from LinkedIn, going live, incorporating listeners into the show, especially in those early days when everyone's cooped up. Uh, a lot of people were out of work. A lot of people had slower days, especially in those early days of the pandemic, where they had their voice heard. And we we read it all out on the air. By the way, I got to give a shout out to IMC for the Freight Socks. I know like in the past year, Freight Socks have gotten very big. I was looking for as many pairs as I could when I was just at Manifest. But one thing I did notice there is um, swag has been scaled back considerably is one thing I noticed, Kevin. You think swag I, works? I, I agree. I, I, I noticed that at the Freight Waves conferences this year, too. There, there's not a lot of swag out there. It's kind of going, is it going the way of the business card? Because there's not a lot of business cards floating around anymore. And whether that's good or bad, I, I, I don't know. Um, but I don't really ever carry a business card with me. 
I, I, I think LinkedIn maybe is the business card now. What do you think? That, that's what I do. I don't, I intentionally don't bring business cards and I made it a habit in sales because what would happen is I would go to conferences, right? And you go to a couple in a row and you'd come back and you'd have a bunch of business cards and I wouldn't remember like who half the people were. It's like, because all the companies in this space, especially nowadays, they all have like minimalistic logos. They look exactly the same. They have the same color scheme. It's become so like homogenized. That's one thing I also noticed in Manifest. I'm like, I'm like, you guys all kind of look like freight waves now. Like it all looks, it all looks the same. It's all blue and it's all minimalistic. That's why I believe in pure <laughs> maximalism on what the truck. That's why I believe in pure in your faceism. Just because nobody else is doing it, they try to like make everything, um, everything so clean. But yeah, I don't know. I I do think the socks are cool. I think that swag can work. But with in terms of the LinkedIn thing, I do two things. I I take a picture of the person and I make a LinkedIn photo immediately because I'm gonna remember what you were like your body mm-hmm. type. And I realized this early on because I have a lot of LinkedIn connections and you go to events and um, you don't, you know what people look like in a little circle, like, you know, like this in their, on their profile, but in person, like you don't know their body type and people kind of look different in person. So you start getting anxiety when you're at these events. I was like, do I know, should I, do I know that? Or should I say something? They're looking at me. Do I go over there? Should I say something? I don't know if you like you get that experience. I got to get very visual with it. And I immediately want that LinkedIn connection. And I want to take that picture. So I know to follow up with you. I, I do have that, that same feeling. And certainly with the Freight Waves events that I went to this year, uh, I, I met a lot of people in person that not only saw on their LinkedIn profiles, but had been on video calls, I had interviewed on TV, on, on this show these video calls and you know people you know it's the same thing you don't know the body structure you don't know how tall they are there's a lot of people that i thought were my height that are like six four and a lot of people who are shorter <laughs> uh, than, than i am or look completely different than they do on screen and uh you know walking around a conference you know i mean it's, it's hard to, to gauge sometimes is that the person that i've been speaking to or and it, it's a good conversation starter too because you you walk up and if they are great, if they aren't great as well. Yeah. I mean, like Ryan Schreiber, for example, the guy looks no bigger than five, two in pictures, but in person, the guy's like six, three, you're right, Ryan. I mean, you photograph small, but you're a big guy. Uh, you're exactly right. I mean, I would not have ever pegged Schreiber above five, two. I mean, especially talking to him because he has a little bit of a Napoleon complex, you know, um, <laughs> just kidding, Shriver. Just, Hold on, we gotta no, we gotta applaud him. He just got he just got a big promotion over at Metaphora. No, we 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 chief we, growth we, officer, right? <laughs> chief growth officer. That's that's great. Right. Is, that's, is I that wonder the, how the, big the name of it. I think it is. <laughs> what what is it? What is a is that a newer term? Is that like human resources being called like like pe- people services or whatever they change the name to? Is 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 how is that different than a uh, CRO or something? Yeah, is exactly a chief revenue officer, a chief commercial officer, a chief growth officer. What else are you growing besides revenue and, and your customer base and your commercializations, right? Your partnerships. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I asked him. I didn't get a really clear answer from him, though, what a, a chief growth officer is. Kevin, what have you we'll learned from doing the show? Because I follow our audio analytics all of the time. And for the three-year run of this show, there's been two shows at the top of, two individual shows at the top of Freight Waves thing under Freightcast, which is like our umbrella network. And they're what the truck and put that coffee down. And that has remained consistent for the past three years. So what have you learned? How have you maintained that? I haven't been there for two of those years. 
That, that is true. You know, I had a, a couple co-hosts, uh, but here I am flying solo again. You know, I, I think one of the, the things that I kind of already I had suspicions about, and now I know for a fact, I think, in, in three years of doing this, is that everyone has their own cell system, right? Do what works, but there's more than one ways, one way to, to do cells, do cells in, in the way that, you know, certainly you get the results, but fits your personality. I, I think that's the, that's the number one thing, right? Everyone comes out with their cells biased. You must do this. You must do that. And it comes down to, um, it, it really does come down to fitting your personality, whether you, if you're good on social media and you're making sales, do that, do what works, leave everything else to the side and experiment often. And the, the, the people that I interview who have done that in the, in their past, that they have their own style. And, um, it's like, uh, you know, going back to one of my favorite episodes, the last dance, when we talked about that, uh, if you're a basketball player, you have your own style. You have your own position. You have your own role, and in finding that and sticking with what works, you're gonna have you're gonna find success. And what works usually you enjoy. And if you do that, you're gonna have success. If you're following everyone else's advice, uh, you're gonna be lost in the woods. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, if I if I followed a lot of advice, what the truck wouldn't look anything like what it does. It would exactly. be it would be completely different. It would fit, but that would be someone mm-hmm. else's advice. And if someone's giving you advice and you don't necessarily think that they they could be more successful than you with that. Use your instincts, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, it, it hurts to um, it hurts to ask. So don't always like if you have good instincts and a good idea, and it's not going to harm anybody. Sometimes it's best to just run with it because a lot of times, if you ask people for advice, right, they go, "Okay, this person has a problem, and I have to solve it." And if you ask something sort of risky, they might discourage you from doing it, and it might be an absolutely yes. great idea. It's better off take that risk yourself, especially like. Like one of the things you hear in social media, especially when people are starting accounts, is like they're embarrassed to share stuff because, oh, it won't get enough likes and they, they take it personally. But here's the thing. You can never grow an account if you're afraid of getting through those early periods. And when you do grow an account, there's always posts nobody sees. And here's the thing. Like, don't be embarrassed. Nobody saw it. Like, just keep, just keep growing and, 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 and working on it and refining it. And also, if your own content really isn't working, look at what other people are doing well and interact and engage with them and start working with them. Like, sometimes we got to get over our own egos when we're making content too. Not everybody has to be the face of everything. Not everybody needs a podcast. Some people like are great podcast guests, but the whole aspect of running a show is really, really labor intensive. Like in terms of podcasting, anybody can do it. There's no barrier to entry, but very few can actually create a show that gets traction, that gets weekly traction, that gets daily traction, that brings in people that actually care in a community. And that just takes a ton of effort and that takes a ton of sales. I would say even more sales than marketing because it's such an organic push in this space. I know a lot of people want to start these things. A lot of people abandon them after like 10 episodes because they get 10 listens. Um, if you're not willing to grind podcast, you're better off as a podcast guest. You're exactly right about that. It's a completely different ball game whenever you're hosting and producing a, a podcast. It's labor intensive and the thought processes. Uh, it, it's much easier to be a guest on a podcast than it is to be the quarterback um, handling the, the, the time and everything else that the, the topic matters, the, the questions. I, I think you've made a, a great point. The, the more riskier your idea, getting advice, people will shoot it down because it's perceived as risky. And, you know, Usually you can go out and experiment and see if it works all on your own because no one's paying attention. 
no one's going to pay attention to to one or two mishaps or, or failures. And that's the worst that can happen. That is absolutely the worst can that, that can happen. It doesn't work. If it does work, then everyone, then you de-risk everything, right? Then everyone's going to say, oh, yeah, that was such a great idea. Why didn't I think of that? Well, you probably did think about it. You just thought it was too risky. Um, another thing is is having listener comments, tailoring your, your topics to what listeners want. And I think that's something that I've learned personally, and I'm, I'm taking that forward as well, I'm working on a new product and a new project here um, on my own. And basically it is, is the, the structure of this is going to be based on what people want. And I, I'm talking to, to a lot of market participants and, you know, that they keep on saying, well, how are you going to do this? I'm like, well, what do you want to buy? I'll tailor it to fit what you need. And I think that is in sales, in podcast growing and in marketing, that is a key thing that, that you have to do to be successful. What is the most important or what's the what's the biggest mistake that you think you've, you've made so far in terms of running a show? I think that the, the biggest mistake has been um, pro- probably, especially on my own, after you left the show, keeping it at an hour because an hour is a lot to fill. I might be able to do it now, but during that time, the last couple of years, um, doing a day job at Freight Waves and doing a podcast and trying to, to format an hour, it is an hour, trying to fill time is, is, much, is, is far worse on the listener than it is trying to pack everything into a short amount of time. So if you can do that, I think that is, that is important, but that's probably been my biggest mistake. Yeah, well, it's interesting because like audio podcasts, I've always had like the philosophy that content dictates length. And one of the challenges with TV is you get you get boxed in, or at least in, in our format, you have 26 mm-hmm. minutes or you have 56 minutes. Um, regardless of what you have to say, you've got to fill that that cup up. Now, that's like a little bit for me to adjust to with um, with what the truck. I'm pretty sure we're, we're there with that. But yeah, it, it, it can be tough to fill the, especially in sales. I mean, one of the reasons that, um, I left that show to focus more on what the truck is. I, I just felt like I said everything I had to say about sales. Mm-hmm. I, the one thing, and, and I'm, I'm curious how you sort of keep this going because I get so tired with like the LFG, like motivational content. I yeah. feel like, like chat GPT can replace that type of person the quickest because they all just sort of like, you gotta, you, you gotta put in the numbers, yeah. you know, let's F and go. You, you, and it's like, you gotta post content every day, no matter regardless of what you have to say, just create noise. And it's like, really? No, that doesn't sound like a strategy. I mean, like, uh, maybe it post every not. day, but like, think about the content. Don't just like post to post. You see this on LinkedIn happen all the time. These people are like, dispensing this advice. And then like the daily content is like what they had for breakfast before going for a job, which is like fine. <laughs> but like when it looks like you're just wasting like your followers time because you're trying to put content every day because that's what you post, that's when it's like, maybe it's time to refine the strategy. You've got like, you've got the reps in. And I think that's the important thing in sales or in anything too, is you have to keep scaling, right? You learn that discipline, right? So you learn discipline to go every day. You learn that the discipline to make the calls every day. But the calls don't make it. That is just part of a process. What are you doing during the call? What are you doing during the post? That's what you get to once you've established that behavior. You're exactly right about that. You know, I mean, how do I keep on going? I, I have great guests. I, I have awesome guests. And I want to, to learn their story. I, I don't want to develop content myself that, that LFG. 
you know, that motivational, <laughs> you know, I do it a little bit, but I, I want my guests You're to be a the motivational people. speaker. I, I'm a demotivational speaker. That's, that's exactly it. <laughs> no, but I, I want them to, ha to have a stage. I want to hear their story. I want to learn their evolution, uh, whether, whether sales or entrepreneurship, kind of kind of the same thing, right? Two sides of the same coin. And, and get their perspective and learn little tips and tricks. So maybe it's just selfish. I just want to learn more and more and more about what other people are doing, incorporate what I what I like and what I can incorporate into into my life and and certainly sales going forward any guests so. stick out that has blown your mind i uh, you know what that it's hard to, to to think about it right now um i've had some really good guests especially lately we've got about 30 seconds here so i won't mention anybody but i've, I've mm. been doing a lot more audio only where i'm not bound by time and it's more of a conversation i'm, I'm really starting to enjoy that and um, getting to know people, but you know the, the biggest names, you know the Wolf of Wall Street. That was that was an interesting uh, day. Oh, yeah. Not really <laughs> blow my mind, but anyway, I, we are kind of we really are out of time. Dooner, thanks for joining me today. Uh, if you haven't watched What the Truck, go watch What the Truck, and that wraps it for this episode of Put That Coffee Down. I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been getting out of work. And I've been shutting down the stars.